You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 191 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast, Suck It Juice in the Morning. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by co-host Dakota Davis and producer Zach Burcham. What do we got going on, Dakota? Today's episode features, well, the three regulars and then, of course, our Liberty Defender, Mr. Sean Rao, who is here in uh, suit and tie and khaki slacks. We paid him extra for this. Very suit nice tie. Oxford they, shoes. They pay me an extra two hundred dollars to be here uh, if if I wear the suit. You got Spangle stimulus check yes. is what happened. I got yeah. the stemmy. This <laughs> is the stemmy. only place that you can interact with Sean Rao on Facebook. So you know, yes. make sure that you make good use it's, of this time if you're watching the live communication. Yes. Sean, did you know a thing called Parlor existed and now it's gone? Mm-hmm. I was aware of Parlor existing and now it's gone. I, I, I without somewhere. Facebook, I don't know how you get your news. It's it's got to be it's got to be like the olden days. It, it yeah. is. It, it's a mixture of TV news, especially after the insurgency uh, on the sixth, and then also uh, just randos flipping, on Twitter. Through the Courier Times, Courier Times. Also. We're going to be talking to Sean about uh, we have a new president now. It's 2021 after January 20th, and we're going to be talking to him about the inauguration, everything that happened there, what it's been like to be a lawyer as we have watched all the conspiracy theories and QAnon conspiracies <laughs> come about and just how uh, much cringe he's had to endure from that. And then we're going to look at the things that Biden did his very first day and then at the very end of the show, we're going to get to some uh, local topics, Henry County happenings, as I put it in the live stream title. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you will always learn something new. That is right. We will make you learn. Patreon.com slash Boss Hog of Liberty. That's where you can go to support the show every month. Uh, we encourage a minimum donation of $5 a month, but you can go all the way up to like $85 a month. If I Biden think. gets the minimum wage, do we have to have a minimum donation of $15? No, we, we have keep, to increase it. This is uh, all, uh, we'll say this is all voluntary association <laughs> between individuals. So we, you hold no contract between yourself and the boss of Liberty. Uh, $50 or more a month, that's where you can go to support the show uh, bigly. Those are our big leagues, and we also promise Heavy those hitters. folks a shout-out at the front of each and every episode. Those folks are Mr. Chris Lamb, uh, Miss Chrissy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne, Jonathan Phillips from Andy Moore, Buke, and GMC and Fishers, and Mr. Anthony Meyer, American hero Anthony Meyer. Anthony Meyer has a GoFundMe set up right now. He is a long-haul truck driver. He drives an 18-wheeler all across these United States. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, he has worked extra hard to make sure that we have food and groceries and other supplies available to us. But he is also trying to make his little uh, con- his little his contracting side go completely and totally independent. 
because there's been a lot of runaround with the COVID-19 pandemic and he's got the story set up on his GoFundMe page. Uh, producer Zach Bertram has already put it in the live stream chat. So if you're watching the live stream, make sure you click on that. Anthony has supported the show uh, big time for uh, for quite some time now, and it would be great if we could show some love to his page back. We also have T-Chip stores. That's where you can go to get your Boss Hog of Liberty merchandise. T-Chip.com slash B-H-O-O-1, 2, 3, 4, or B-H-O-O mug. Uh, that's all of our apparel and all of our goodies. One, two, three. Those are all... T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeve shirts like Jeremiah's wearing right now. I'm going to have to upgrade. I got to get a hoodie now. Yeah, I have a hoodie. In the uh, the depths of wintertime, I need to uh, I need to order the hoodie. I have a hoodie. And you still have time for your pandemic mask. That's right. Uh, BHO4, that's where you can get your protect yourself mask. And then, uh, of course, the mug. It changes colors whenever it heats up. I had lunch with our boy Kyle Hop- Hopwood a couple weeks ago, and did I he didn't ask about mug? it. I did not ask about the mug. It <sighs> means I need a follow-up lunch to check in. All right, got a new president. There was a big swearing in on uh, on the twentieth. Dakota, did you uh, did you stop everything you were doing to check it out? Did you did you watch? I did. I watched. Uh, you sent the live stream of Trump's farewell address. It was the right wing news. The the people that were doing it. There were two hundred thousand people on this YouTube stream, and it was like Baghdad Bob's narration of how great <laughs> president the president was. Yeah, every time that a family member came out, he was like, God, just look at how beautiful this family is. <laughs> yeah. It was like, eh. Dude, it, it was kind of cringe. I thought about it, and I thought, I, I thought to myself, I don't know this guy's name. I don't know anything about him, but I was like, how is he ever going to find work again? At I the very at, at the end, whenever Trump uh, took off in Air Force One, he got in front of the camera, and I think he's a pastor, because he started talking and saying, like, uh, he was saying things like, it's important to keep your faith in God. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ will lead us through these tumultuous times, even if Biden is in the White House, he's in control. And like, uh, he's just saying all that stuff. So it's like, I think this guy <laughs> might be a pastor. Like, this is just like his live stream, his media company is what he does through the week. Sundays, he's in the pulpit. As he might be the next Franklin Grant. We don't know. I guess. I. <sighs> Did you like the way that he left, Sean, where he left almost Nixonian, got the hell out before Biden got there? So left while he was still president. So he uh, he makes the speech, right? He makes the speech ahead of the inaugural speech, which I thought he was going to just do it simultaneously and just <laughs> absolutely be like, screw you, Biden. And then he he leaves the stage. OK, so they have this whole ramp up and they play all of his crappy like. Boomer. You're talking about the a- Andrews. It is not crappy. They had 94.7 FM playing. It was, it, it's just his rally music that he plays at every single rally. Mm-hmm. And then I will never forget this. He, he gets off the stage. The best part, cause that's, that's what I watched on Wednesday because I didn't have to, I wasn't in court Wednesday morning. I could do some work at home while this is on. He leaves the stage to YMCA by the village people. <laughs> yes. That's his last act as president to get off the stage. His last public YMCA by the village people. It makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. That's a banger. Is that, it's uh, the most, it's the most yeah. uh, young man. Yeah. <laughs> Pick yourself the Trump, off the ground. The people, I said, young man, the Trump people have changed it to MAGA at different rallies. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. You're right. But you, you think about the, just the, the lack of just dignity for the office 
and what I'm not one of these, like we got to worship our institutions, whatever. But if I'm leaving as president, my last act as president is not going to be walking off a stage to YMCA by the village and pardoning Lil Wayne. And well, that he did that the night, <laughs> the night before, before, but that's it's a good really, that's hours, truly though. like his last act. He got on the plane and then he's flown to Florida and then he's no longer president and he's Listen. gone. And I just, I, I felt like, am I, is this the end of the fever dream? Like, is this the end? Is this when the fever's going to break and I'm going to snap back into reality or what? Wheezy is the realest of the real. So let's not talk crap about Lil Wayne. Oh, we can talk about the pardons, but I mean, I, I just, that, that moment where he's walking off of the stage to YMCA was just such a crystallization of his entire presidency, the absurdity of it and if- the absolute indescribable moment that you just feel like, is this reality? Is this what we're actually this doing? Is, this is it. Like that was just the encapsulation it's the of those end of times. a true era in politics. I pray to God yeah. that this was the end. Of, <laughs> the well, end we have of to talk. We have show. to talk about, and I'm, I'm going to go off script a little bit. We have to, to talk about want. top moment, top Trump, just weird ass moments, because there are so many to choose from. I mean, he did stare at a solar eclipse. Yes. That was one of my favorites personally. Um, who didn't he told, he <laughs> no, told Dakota and I watched the eclipse <laughs> together and we, we built our little cardboard boxes. We were, it was painting day in your house. But He just, you, you see Melania wearing the glasses and he's just looking up at it. That's <laughs> one of my favorite photos. Uh, he, he asked the kid whether they believe in Santa Claus still. And he says, well, at that age, it's kind of marginal, right? <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, the, the lawnmower, the, the kid, lawnmower, the the lawnmower when they that, got talk about down. memes. If we're going to talk about memes later, that's one of the most memeable things. And I saw one where it's the kid with the lawnmower and they just took him away. So he's gone. <laughs> I thought that was pretty smart. Uh, the big, the big Macs bringing the big Macs in for the, the, for the, 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 the football the, where he's standing there and it's like a Stanley Kubrick film. Where he's standing in this room, there's all this McDonald's, and he's standing like this with his hands out, and he's smiling, and it's an empty room, and just all this cold-ass McDonald's that is just (laughs) sitting on this table for three hours. And they they, they dolled it up, put it in the silver, like the White House silver platters and things. Yeah. Hilarious. I loved that. I I also said on that episode, I was like, if I was one of those students, and I went to the White House... And it was Trump's White House, and there was McDonald's. I would have been ecstatic. I would. Be, this is better. To, this is better than a flam and yawn. I can. I can tell my grandkids of the cold uh, Big Mac I ate uh, while Donald Trump was like, "Oh, the beautiful Trump guys." It's just so strong. They are. It's hilarious. It's a story you tell for the rest of your life. It is. He was in in so many ways. He was just awful and terrible to, to human beings. But in so many other ways, as as a white uh, straight man. I can say he was a hilarious poster. He was a, he was an all time hall of fame uh, poster on Twitter. It's really a shame that Twitter took it away right when he had really no power or any ability to, to stay in because you know, it's just, on he the, was, he was an all time on the policy goat. side. There is a lot that was uh, not everything and not anywhere close to everything, but there was a lot that was, that was agreeable. His personality was awful. But there was a lot that was agreeable. And somebody, I think uh, Seth Lee asked this week, uh, Newcastle's own Seth Lee asked, what did Trump do that was so damn bad? Like the one thing that was the worst policy. And I said, or one, how has it affected your life? Not just that it was a bad policy, but how did it actually right. affect you? I said, well, I can't go to Cuba. Yeah. With Obama, he had opened yeah. up Cuba and we were actually starting to develop person to person relationships where you could take a cruise from Miami, go to Cuba for, for a couple nights, come back. You would actually meet real Cuban people. And the cultures that actually mix. Yeah. 
that went away. Yeah. That was, I've always said that presidential elections, you don't really, it doesn't change your life that much. Mm-hmm. Very little actually changes yeah. from day to day, year yeah. to year. I was Except for when about, you get the $1,200 stimulus checks. Because I, I put in the show notes, like, what was the best thing that Trump did and what was the worst thing that Trump did? And I was going to try to focus on policy. And I was thinking about it. And I think that the worst thing he did in policy would have been like uh, the trade war with China. But at the same time, it's like, I understand what he was doing. Like uh, we, China has been just siphoning off every bit of manufacturing they can from corporations that are trying to increase their profit margins. So I understand what he's trying to do to get, to revive some of those jobs back in the United States. I don't think it was the right way of going about it, but it's like, well, even then I understood the policy decision, you know, uh, it might not have been a good one, but I know where he was going. So it's just Trump and his policies, uh, not all that bad. Uh, Nate Lamar but, was here and he talked about the Abraham Accords and the successes yeah. that they had there, which and I see, think Nate knows so much more about that, that than what I do. Future administrations will probably build on at that. But you saw with Biden, there were, I guess, and I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead. We can, we can replow some of this ground, but you, it's, conversationally, it's coming up now, mm-hmm. uh, 15 or maybe 17 executive orders on day one from Biden undoing what Trump had put in place. And it's, I think that's an important point about the presidency is that if you don't get something through Congress, it's just an executive order and it's not worth a damn thing, right? It's not law. It's the way we're choosing to administer from the executive branch and what we want. And even, even these 17 executive orders weren't actually even all laws. They were, Hey, we want Congress to do this. Right. It's very minimal in in what they were actually accomplishing. Well, if, if you look at the administrative state, Right. If you want to talk about deep state and uh, QAnon or whatever, the real the real state is the administrative state and which follows things like executive orders. So so that all these uh, departments that handle all these separate things, they only they only serve at the whim of the and the pleasure of the president. Once that president changes, because that's the nature of our country at this point, so much is governed by this. Mike student loans. The Department of Education has said, I don't have to pay those back. I can pay back at print, uh, on the principal. Right. But, but there's going to be 0% interest until October. And Biden, that was. He extended that. He now did extend through that March, through, I think. Uh, through October. I think year. his executive order went through March, but then his, his plan for Congress is to try to get them to put that into law I, through October. I think or it's I already. It I think it's backwards. I think he's already. I think that's a done deal already because. Uh, Trump did not have to go to Congress. Betsy DeVos did not have to go to Congress to do the original pausing of the student loans. So what kind of strategy do you take that with that, Sean? Do you just pile up money and hope they forgive it all for you? Or do you just say, I'm making progress right now. Let's pay it down as much as I can while there's no interest. Well, I think, I think what, you know, my, my situation is probably different than others. I think that for some people it's a survival mechanism because they just simply can't pay it back even in good times. Um, and I think just trying to pay off debt and stockpile cash while you can. Uh, and then there's been all this talk between Biden and Schumer and all these other people. We're going to forgive 10,000. We're going to forgive 50,000, whatever. I think people are kind of waiting on the sideline. If they can pay towards the principal, pay those things down, they will. But, um, it's, that's probably, uh, 
from, from my perspective, uh, just the easiest to do and the most common sense thing to do at this point, especially for if you want millennials and these zoomers to spend money in the consumer economy, which is what our entire country is based on is the consumer economy. Hey man, let me go on vacation. I'm tired of bending the rules, breaking the rules. Get me my vaccine so I can go take a damn beach vacation in my arm. Let's go America. Let's go right in there. Yeah. Or wherever, right here, right, right in the shoulder. Yeah, uh, but that's that's another thing. Biden has inherited sort of a mess as far as the vaccine policy and trying to actually effectuate getting vaccines to where to deliver to people, because the whole system is not geared towards that sort of thing. We've got to we've got to totally retool this. And and Trump's warp speed people, they were always like, "Well, we're going to get this to this point." That's a huge failure of the Trump administration. They did not deliver on what they said they could. So is it their fault that the, there's only so much production? Like if there's, if the bottleneck is the suppliers being able to produce the vaccine, I understand that we want there to be more, but if you can only make so much, is that the federal government's fault that there's, there's not enough vaccines to go around to, to, for our full population? I think essentially he's over promised and under delivered with, with how many, what the numbers were supposed to be by now. So I think we were supposed to have just quite a bit more people vaccinated now. I didn't look up the numbers ahead of time, but you basically tell people, you know, we're going to vaccinate X number of people, and then you're way below that at this point. It's got to be a policy failure at that point. They have to account for those things anyway. But we could mobilize our entire military to to help us do this if we wanted to, or right. National Guard or whatever, to set up stations to do that. If we really want it, we could, we have the means and the resources to do it. If we really wanted to the, the, the state of Indiana today, the governor and his health officials mm-hmm. essentially said, we've got plenty of capacity. We mm-hmm. can, we can administer it. The, the bottleneck for them is supply. They right. are, as soon as they get it from the federal yeah. government, they're getting into people's arms. Right. I don't know if that's the case in every other state. Right. But I, to me, I, I, as much as we want to bitch about, hey, it's, yeah, they should be coming out faster. I feel like, I, I don't think their distribution model is the issue. It's actually the supply. Right. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading the, Well, the, I mean, they just prom over promised and under delivered. There were some areas though I heard of where some cities and areas had, I think like tens of thousands of doses and had them for more than a month mm-hmm. without the mechanism to get them to people. Yeah. So I think in some areas it kind of depended because you're seeing areas now where they're talking about turning like, large facilities into just distribution centers for mm-hmm. vaccinations. Yep. Disneyland. I thought Disney world, I think yeah. is, is going to turn into, yeah, yeah. they're going to start turning that into that. So Paul Morrill says that uh, Amazon should handle the uh, logistics and Chick-fil-A should handle the administration oh, of the vaccine. I agree. You wouldn't get a vaccine on a Sunday. Yeah, but you, but when you did get one, it'd be, They'd be happy and they'd be. It would be their pleasure. You get the waffle fries. Yeah. Give me that yeah. lemonade. All right. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Gray- Gabriel. You one chicken nuggy. <laughs> Gerald Gabriel says it in my mouth. that the worst policy was the creation of the Space Force. They sponsored an IndyCar, though. So hard, okay. hard to disagree Ger- now, on that. Gerald, Gerald does spend his time out on a boat with the Coast Guard. So he's, it may be a rivalry <laughs> that he's, he doesn't want to the. Uh, Here's the. He, he wants to be considered the lowest rung on the military ladder in here, the, here, here in the pecking the, order of, of the, the big secret is that we already kind of had a space force uh, as part of the Air Force. There was the Air Force Space Command, 
And there's only, I think, like 1,700 members of the Air Force Space Command. But it was also kind of an important step to take because just as everything in geopolitics goes, it's all about making sure that you are constantly one step ahead of the people who are watching you and competing with you. Just like we were in the Cold War with Russia, with China, with uh, India, all of these other places. We needed to make sure that we had some something public to, to say that if things, if anything was escalated towards space, we were in control of it. And that, that's kind of all it was. And also, K-Bar made some pretty sweet knives and a, a tool like they do for all the other military branches. So, so let, let's, let's roll back into the inauguration for a minute. Did you cry, Zach? You're the Democrat in the group. Did you cry hard? No, I didn't really. I, I was working. So I didn't really get to watch federal, much of it. Uh, you have, a, you have a real job. Don't get to don't get to watch this. Uh, maybe some federal employees could have had the time. I mean, I wasn't being supervised. I work upstairs in my house, but I had other things to do. I knew if I turned it on, I find that stuff interesting anyway. Like I could sit and watch. I don't remember watching much of the Trump was that job. But I remember watching Obama's. And I remember watching uh, W's. And they're interesting. They're fascinating to see. I caught some of the highlights later. I watched his speech. I watched the poet laureate's um, speaking, and I watched a couple of the musical performances. But like, I've got it all DVR'd. I might go back and watch some of it later. <laughs> but it was like an NFL day. It started at like nine a.m. I I don't it went know till dark. I don't know what happened or how legal it was. But I was watching. Uh, I had a conference call at noon, I, so I had to be back at my desk in uh, in the fancy office at noon. So I was watching from my car on my little YouTube TV subscription on my phone and it's 1150 and they're swearing in Joe Biden. I'm like, what? We're this much of a rush to get rid of Trump that they're they're cheating the clock by 10 minutes. Well, technically, uh, they swore in Joe Biden while Trump was still president. So the, the election is off. It's all and, it's over. We have no president. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're I'm a it's lawyer. completely invalid. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm a lawyer. The. the, the it goes straight to the top because the chief justice was in on it too. To the tippy top. I mean, uh, yeah, John Roberts was in on it. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, JFK Jr. was there somehow. He was, uh, yeah, uh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was. Uh, I un- saw Hillary uh, Clinton too. So, right in, in broad daylight, just the just unbelievable from the lizard people. A few other uh, fun, fun things that I random facts that I got as we were as I was getting ready. I was more optimistic and excited about this swearing in because of what the last four years have been than I've ever been. Every time I've, there's been a president coming in, I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck. This is gonna suck. This is gonna suck. This time I'm like, boy, I feel better, right? So I spent some time looking at it and checking some facts, looking at some things, fun ones. Dan Quayle was sworn in as vice president from Indiana. 32 years ago, he is still five years younger than Joe Biden. So it's been 32 years since Dan Quayle became vice president. Jimmy Carter has been out of office for 40 years, out of office, not not even president, but 40 years out of office. Although I think Obama has a chance to actually probably beat that record. He was so young when he was in. Uh, Hey, Jimmy Carter's still going. He's still he's still rolling. Uh, we are back to the peak number of presidents. We have six living presidents again. That ties the record. I think this is the fourth time we've been to that number. Uh, and then uh, he's the oldest president ever elect ever inaugurated. He's older than at the very end oh, of yeah, Ronald Reagan. Absolutely, he's at the end, uh, older than Trump was at any point yeah. in his presidency. 
And he's the only president to have been born during FDR. You, you saw it during the speech. It's a well-written speech. But he has, he just is old. See, I don't, There's just I don't no getting around I, it. I don't know that I agree that it was that well-written based on the parts I was hearing. It, was, it sounded like a lot of Obama-era like word salad type stuff. To there, me. Yeah, there and was I, a lot of, uh, but it's uh, like he, yeah. he makes us feel better. And I had this conversation with some friends earlier today. He's a, he's a, it's a pep talk. We well, need a bit of a pep we talk. We need a Sean. pep talk, but it's like, okay, now the adults are in charge. I can go, I can go back to my life instead of being in this constant state of either, um, incredible anxiety because that's what politics is. It's just being anxious all the time about everything. And Oh no, fascism is right here in the corner and they're going to, they're going to take over our government. I or, was never anxious about that. Or it's just like, just this anger. It's just this sort of, uh, just the government's taking my money or whatever, or they're a bunch of lizard people or whatever. Be- because of his age, do you feel better about, he's probably not going to run again at 82. So this might be the first time you, and the only time you ever get a president that says, the hell with it. I'm just going to do my thing and I don't care about reelection. That's, I feel that optimism of finally you have a person that says, I don't care. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to be me. And, my, and we're my time is it. limited. Yeah. Uh, I'm not buying green. It's, uh, I'm not buying green bananas. <laughs> Let's just go with it and see what happens. It's, it's he, like uh, the debate when he, he would say, Oh, my time, my time is up. I see my time is up. I got to, uh, you know, I got to uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's troubling that a 78 year old man is who he's elected. Yeah. As a, just as a fact, I mean, it's just in what other line of work would you want a 78 year old man to be in charge? I said the literally other day, the hardest really. job in the entire world. I said the yeah, other day, the this stressful, is the very last difficult. boomer presidency. Enjoy it. This is it. And then I was told, actually, he's older than all the boomers. Oh, yeah. He's three years older than. A boomer. Yeah, he's 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 like the senior lead senior boomer. Is he still the greatest generation? Or is there the, a different one? Silent, Silent generation, maybe? I, 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 I don't even know. I think the greatest generation served in World War II. I don't think he's quite that old. He's the silent He would have been a child soldier in the... Maybe. <laughs> for yeah. America. He's born in 1942. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he wouldn't have been able to serve, obviously. But it's... Given the given the choices, it's like who do we do we go with with the guy who led this country through uh, I don't know bungling a pandemic and all these other problems with Trump, or do we elect this guy, this other guy who's going to give us a Worthers and pat us on the back and tell us it's going to be okay? We're he's going to go, wear the he's going to wear the aviators go. and and hang out with his German shepherds. I at this point, that's all I want. Yeah, how awesome would it be just to go through a week and just realize you haven't heard anything about what the president's done for a week? That's the you part. Guys, that's exactly what people. That's the appeal. Is yeah, that just, yeah. like they you, can they can tune out. It's 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 in tr- it's being taken care of. It's working coast. It's, it's it's already working. I don't have to worry about that problem anymore. I'm going to go worry about all these other problems about the pandemic and the in my finances and all these other issues, my taxes, whatever. Do you guys remember whenever George Bush was president? And which, over, which one? Stop everything. Which one? Because this, I need the, you to read this text. Just came. The out. only one that I can remember. I guarantee you, he means W because he doesn't remember Herbert Walker. <laughs> I was about to say he wasn't born yet. He was. Yeah, Dakota was born four years after W or H W uh, left. Okay. What is this? Is this is insanity? Hot off the press. Hot off the press. Text. Representative Marjorie Green 
Marjorie I will I will introduce articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Yes. He has been bought by foreign governments and those yeah. ties jeopardize the economic and national security just, interests of Americans. We're just if fundraising off impeachments now. My well, efforts. Please help me with your donation today. Today. So what are, what are the donations going to do when you have control of neither side of Congress? Uh, it's going to help uh, the true patriots expose. I took care of that for you, Jeremiah. Don't worry. Uh, the, did, you, did you send the money? No. The, <laughs> Venmo. Venmo would be 20 oh, bucks. Said, stop. Now it just charged me for texting that. <laughs> you son text, of a bitch. You texted Marjorie Taylor Greene. You're going to be on some kind of watch list under the Biden administration. It was for content. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No, but what I was what I was getting to was the overwhelming feeling during uh, Bush's, I probably his first term, really George W. Was, Bush. Yeah. Okay. Was he's, he's so old he doesn't I, I gotta remember clarify. the two I gotta of clarify. them. I got to clarify. So young was that George Bush wasn't really president, but Dick Cheney was, mm-hmm. and I think that's the overwhelming feeling that I have right now is that Joe Biden isn't really president, uh, but Kamala Harris is. Lock them and, up, That'll and be. the people that surround Joe Biden, the deep state. Yeah. The people who are there year after year, the, no matter who the, the president identity is, politics, all stars, they, and they are the ones because they're going to have so much more influence with a person like Joe Biden than what they did with a person like Donald Trump. Yeah, potentially. But I mean, he could have this old man rage where he could go into, like I, I had heard that he had, that's true. He had just, fired whoever's in charge of the NLRB and then also the assistant because yeah, I, I saw they got into that. And then from um, uh, the U S surgeon general tweet, Jerome Adams is, uh, and Indiana's own. He said, ball state doctor. He said, I was just informed by the incoming administration uh, that I will no longer be serving as the United States attorney general. Thank you. Surgeon all. general or surgeon, surgeon general. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all. For we don't the, want people like Sean yeah. doing uh, doing no. medical work. It's like thank you all for the great opportunity to serving blah 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 whatever. And then the the caption was first thing Biden does as president is fire a black man. <laughs> <laughs> the Surgeon General is a political position where you are, you serve at the pres- the pleasure of the president. I don't I don't complain about that one. But I, honestly, I thought he might have been one of the ones to get to have a chance to continue. I, I just thought it was a funny but, meme. But yeah, at the yeah. same time. He's also been Surgeon General during a pandemic where the response wasn't the best. So not ideal. He's bringing back the uh, the Obama era Surgeon General. Four hundred thousand people dead. Not ideal for public policy people out there. I will say Jerome Adams. I do remember him uh, coming to Henry County when when we had the uh, the reported cancer cluster and he was the Indiana State Health Commissioner. He came into our courthouse and gave a presentation, and I was very impressed with him. So the, the one interaction I've had with the guy. He was very good in that role. I mean, and how much policy can he really drive in that position as opposed to, you know, you've got Trump out there not wearing a mask in public forever. You've got, you know, Mike Pence not really buying into that either. They knew about this disease from the beginning. He told Bob Woodward, it's going to be it's not going to be the flu. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be spread real easily. And then he's like, I'll just go away. It'll just go away. I mean, that's the problem with Trump. That's probably the worst thing he's done is get 400,000 people killed. Uh, Bodies on his resume. Did you, did you, I may disagree did you, with that. Did you enjoy I, Trump, uh, Trump's vice president, Mike Pence, coming home, flying back to Columbus and I, riding in the jump seat on Air Force Two for his, uh, for his trip back home? My real thought was why, 
don't come back. Just stay where you're. Stay in Washington D.C. We don't need you back. I, it was right. We, we <laughs> want him to. We want him to be doing I things in Washington D.C. Yeah, in just stay the there. Mike said to work at K Street. Mike was like, "Yeah, we're gonna buy a house this summer. We don't really." It was, he literally said in the speech, "Like, it sounded like he was homeless. Yes, yes, and he yeah. either needed to stay <laughs> with his too. mom or his brother or." Hey, this was a fun photo op, guys, but I got to get it back on that plane and ride it back to Washington because I'm going to stay at the Hilton tonight. We've got to check in. Uh, We got a 3 p.m. check in at the Holiday Inn in Columbus. Yeah, we got to go. It didn't sound it did not sound like he had a place to go. I'm always the minority on the show when Mike Pence comes up because I actually like Mike Pence. I think he's a fine guy. The policy side, not always the best. But I, mean, I, I think he's one of the most genuine people in politics that is around. That's that's why I like him. The I support anyone in politics who I know actually believes and cares about what they're doing. The funniest thing about Mike Pence to me is that Donald Trump fomented a very angry crowd. And he said, you're going to go down to the Capitol. And they're all like, we're going to hang Mike Pence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he did not call in the military. He did not call them off. He was dodging his phone he calls, was dodging the phone calls. And then Pence was the one that had to call in the national guard. And, and then even then Pence wouldn't go for the 25th amendment to remove Trump. And uh, Pence did, basically I, I just said, that, I thought that was hilarious. Trump, was hilarious. Trump stayed at home for the last two weeks, acted yeah. like he was on COVID quarantine, Yeah, put out a couple videos and yeah. Trump ran around and flew around on the plane and did the president's job and thanked the troops and did the job for the last. I don't weeks. know if you guys saw this report about Pence on insurrection day 2021 um but he they basically said that they pence was like dangerously close oh yes to the people that came yeah he within they, like 60 or 90 seconds they they came within interact yeah. yeah. intersecting and there was a capital police officer that was trying to distract them on the stairs and getting the protesters the yeah, rioters mm-hmm. to he, the treasonists him. The insurrectionists, we'll call yeah. them that. We'll call, yeah, the insurrection. He was the one Capitol Police officer was in the stairwell, not even trying to hold him off, just trying to get them to follow him. Right. So that he could make a left turn while Pence made a right turn. Right. Sounds like And they would chase after shit. the police officer. Well, in, in, and, and Pence, the reason it got to that position was because he was staying in his office. And he was with his wife. He told and the he, Secret Service like four times, I'm not moving, I'm not he moving, said I'm th- moving. He said, they they can come here. He said, let them come here. And and <laughs> they were like, Mr. Vice President, oh, this, we can't don't want to do that. And and it was at like, some point it becomes, yeah, you, they, you're no longer listening. They you're said, getting on my shoulder. Yeah, they said the fifth time, they said, Mr. Vice President, we're not giving you a choice. Yeah. But I thought, I was like, Wow. Pence actually does have some balls like that takes balls of steel. I wouldn't be like that. I'd be like, get me out yeah, of here I'm now. Done. I'm done. Like, where are the tunnels? Where are the tunnels at? <laughs> but yeah, I, I was impressed with Mike Pence in that situation. He's like, he's like, let him come. Like, let him, let him try to talk to me. I don't care. And so then Mike Pence killed five people. That would be the next <laughs> yeah. with his bare hands. <laughs> Mike Pence is like family man. I got a six hour P three sixty five tucked in this coat jacket. <laughs> Let him get in here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the executive orders that Joe Biden put into effect. If you're a Patreon member, then you get access to the show notes ahead of time. And in the show notes, we put links to uh, to all of the sources that we use when we write up the notes. And there's a few links in here. If you're Extra a Patreon clickable. member, you I wanna... punched them up a little bit after Dakota phoned yep. it in at three thirty. 
I added some more links for you people because I love you. So there's a there's a few of them that go through all the different things. Jeremiah, like he said, added some that um, delve deeper into the details of specific uh, executive orders. But we already talked a little bit about them. Uh, I put in the show notes, is this how we govern now? It's just four years of different teams making their best wishes come true. And then the next team comes in and they just undo all of those wishes. That goes to the conversation of we've made the presidency too powerful yeah. and it's temporarily powerful. So a couple of the big things that um, Biden did was uh, like he had been promising on the campaign trail, a hundred day mask mandate on all national gov- federal government property. Uh, he reinstituted the membership of the United States into the world health organization. Let's, let's talk about that mask mandate one for just a second or two. Yeah. Does that include outdoor spaces as well? Or is it just if you're inside in a federal? You are the one that included the link to that one. I don't know. Zach, you know the federal that. government. What's the what's the mask rule with uh, the feds now? In the hundred the, the hundred days. I'm not sure. I have to look. I know somebody immediately posted in a camping group that like masks were mandated in federal parks. I can't imagine that it would be outdoors. And how you can enforce that? Yeah, and somebody even <laughs> said it. I mean, it looks like something on paper, but it's pretty much unenforceable. They said masks are already mandated in all federal buildings anyway. Buildings. buildings. We don't know if like, if you're walking around Yellowstone and you're trying to catch a bison, uh, you wearing a mask. (laughs) I, I, does that qualify for Hunter's orange? If it's a Hunter's orange mask, like, yeah, I doubt that they're, I doubt you're going to get a park ranger to enforce that. Yeah. But it's a hundred days. So, who knows? I I think that it. I think that that was Jeremiah's favorite saying was just theater saying. Look, we've uh, day one we've done something to try well, to curb the pandemic. It's not entirely theatrical in the same sense that wiping down every single counter eight times a day or whatever on these surfaces is, or whatever this sort of the chat room theater is telling me all federal property. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. Which which explains the outrage that I saw on Twitter last night when the president didn't have his mask on at the Lincoln Memorial last night when he was on federal property. Well, when you mask. when you kick the Cheeto out of the White House, you got to celebrate. You can't <laughs> celebrate by wearing a mask. You can't you can't celebrate. We got a party. Um, we also, if you've got a beer koozie on your head, a, a hard hat with a beer koozie, are you always right. drinking? Always. And then and then you're exempt. Keep it going. We have also been reinstituted into the Paris Climate Accord, which I think is a, a bad move. Uh, I think it's silly. I think it's dumb. We, I think Trump was absolutely right whenever he said we were be, being ripped off. The United States is the only country that is putting in millions of dollars. And meanwhile, we have countries like China that are in the Paris Climate Accord, but they're the largest polluter on the planet. Of all the stuff I'm upset about, this doesn't move the needle for me. Yeah, I don't care that much. It's just, it's just dumb. I, I understand I the theory, dumb. and it's one of those that I just feel like as soon as you elect a Republican president, there's like six things that the Republicans are going to do, and they're going to jump into this. Yeah. And as soon as you get a Democrat, they're going to go the opposite direction. The, and that's the that's trash in that bucket for is me. there. The trash is there. It will always be there. The emissions are there. Our federal government is doing things without the Paris Climate Accord for reducing emissions, there are a ton of private companies and private entities that are already with, that are going above and beyond federal mandates 
for shutting down emission producing uh, uh, plants like like coal plants going way down. They're a private um, private energy suppliers all over the United States are shutting down their coal plants, making goal deadlines to shut down coal plants, and they're doing it ahead of those goal deadlines. And Biden's saying that he wants to get away from it by 2050. I know that... How, how old will he be by then? How <laughs> I'll, I'll be... 56 years old. No, no. how will, how old will Biden be by oh, then? That's oh, what, that, was yeah. my, that was the joke. Dakota, be, uh, Dakota's going to be 54. Uh, 30, he'll be 135. He'll be a fossil fuel. <laughs> he'll be, he'll I'll become be, the fossil fuel. I will guy. be younger than Jeremiah is now. Amazing. In 2050? Yeah. You won't. You'll be 54 <laughs> years old. I'm 37, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> younger than Jeremiah is now. I'm 37. <laughs> and I, it, at that point, I will be in 2050. I'll be getting you'd have to security be, money. You'd have to be like six years old to be. Because it's, it's 30. He's doing a Benjamin years. Button thing now, I guess. He's I just know. going <laughs> started off He's going in circles. Yeah, I'll be uh, in 2050. I'll be 67. I'll be full peak age in Social Security, expecting every penny of it, Zachary. By that point, it'll be like and you'll 70, be it'll be seventy two. Getting years ready to retire in three years. Yeah, and you can go see Florida, <laughs> or seven. where Florida used to be while it's underwater, and uh, yeah. everything else is underwater. Not if we fix but, the. Not if we fix the. The, the, the point is, I, I am in the. I am in the energy sector. Mm-hmm. I see yeah, all dirty, the, dirty coal. Energy I see Dakota. all of the the mailers and all of the details. I see all the goals. All the propaganda. Biden wants the coal plants shut down by 2050. Most energy producers in the United States have already got a goal to get rid of coal burning plants and replace them with either nuclear, uh, natural gas, which is way, way cleaner, um, by 2030. Right. So, like, the federal government making these mandates isn't having that big of an impact on what the, what the industry is already forging ahead and doing. It's a difficult tasks to achieve. But as I already said, with the goals that have already been set in place with uh, closing down coal firing plants, a lot of those have already been met prior to the deadline set by the industry themselves. Right. It's good. It's so because as we all know, technology, uh, it, it's like compounding interest. It just, it increases exponentially. Mm -hmm. And that is the same with the technology and renewable resources. So, Right now we're saying 2030, but who knows what the technology will be like in, uh, you know, 2029. I sure, I sure know that, uh, when, when the federal government says that all cars have to be electric, it'll be nice to have enough electricity to be able to run those cars. So my company is saying that in the next, I think eight years, seven years, maybe all company vehicles will be electric. That includes our, our giant line trucks that are, that are semi cabs. Mm-hmm. They are expecting those. Isn't to that also just be big electric. electric trying to get more revenue? Yeah. Have them plugged in. Y'all are going to have to have us get 400 amp services at our houses to, tra- to keep right. our three cars charged. Everybody's going to have, yeah, the, the electric infrastructure is going to get upgraded a lot. Yeah, oh, everybody, yeah. everybody will have some real serious. And that is already being worked on too by the federal government. The federal government is already funding that. In fact, Trump made giant increases in funding for infrastructure, including the electrical grid for he's gone. That now. was, you can that stop was sucking up part, to the man. Yeah. 
Cheeto is never coming back. But Cheeto, Sean told us. That is, that's banished. already happening, and that was a part of defense spending. All right. The other the other item that uh, that Biden stroke of a pen killed was the Keystone XL pipeline, yep. which is another one. It's very similar to the Paris Climate Accord and the WHO. Which I also have strong opinions about. In and out. <laughs> I, it, it's one of those politically, as soon as you elect a Democrat, that's, that's just what happens. Right. I think... I think it's very unfair to the contractors that were on the job, the people that are actually involved in it. I know if mm-hmm. in my day job, if I was supplying material on a project and they cancel it right in the middle of it, mm-hmm. I sure as hell want to get paid. And it's not very good for the owner of the project that now has something that's completely useless if it's not completed. But they're on the hook for all the bills. And so. the American Indian Reservation that is now going to suffer financially yeah. by this contract being crushed by the federal government. So I think that one's that one's terribly unfair. Uh, have have whatever conversation you want to about the the logic of the project or how if, if it should exist or not. But once once you get to the point of no return and it, and you're turning dirt, I, I feel like you have to let it finish. I think it goes to your point about the executive branch being tremendously too powerful uh, and the administrative state being tremendously too powerful too. Because realistically, I mean the way Congress functions, I mean they don't really pass laws they they create they just, framework for they, something yeah, to get they, administered they do and they they I, I just the way i feel a lot of congress people just either post on twitter all day which is fantastic which is not again posting is not politics uh you'll have these people that are like man we got to do something about the minimum wage it's like hey you're in congress like go do your job. Like, well, the reality of being in Congress is that, and I realize you're not one of like seven people in yeah, Congress. I realize that you're, you're just there to vote when they tell you to vote, but it's just like, it's just, we voted for you and now you're a popular poster and you get 400,000 likes on a tweet. Great. But I mean, where's the policy? Yeah. And so I think, you know, we're not going to be able to do anything really ever to deal with the executive branch. It's just going to be like this. And the more polarized we are as, as a society between the Republican, especially the Trump. One thing I think you're going to see happen is the Trump people are going to splinter away from the Republican party. And Trump has talked about starting a third party, the Patriot party, the Patriot Patriot party. party. I'm going to have to stop you right there and say a fourth or fifth party. Get in line. Asshole. Well, welcome to the party pals. We've been here for a while splinter off of the Republican party as the third piece of that pie between that bind. You're going from a binary. His goal is to start a third major party. Yes. Good luck. Good luck. And that's exa- not easy. But I think that all these like dead enders are going to follow him. Yeah. But I think it's going to have the same. I think it's, it, it actually is 15% of the Republican party. I think it's going to be like a bull moose type thing where it's, it's more centered around the person. Mm-hmm. Because Don Jr. has no juice. He has no charisma. Like uh, Eric has no charisma. Ivanka has, has some charisma. I don't know if charisma is the word you're looking she, for. She is not going to have that appeal to the average like MAGA Chud voter because Trump was a perfect avatar for them because he's just an old man that eats McDonald's and gets angry at Fox News for not being conservative enough. And like they, they look at that Ivanka and that's Trump a mirror is appealing. I think you're wrong there. I think she is. Uh, she has certain a political appeal, but I don't think that she has the type of personality that's going to be relatable to these yeah. people that are I don't, like 40, 
five fifty into like the seventies because that's really there, Trump's. There have already been rumors portion. circulating that Ivanka Trump is going to be running for a Senate seat running in the against state Marco, of Florida against little Marco in Florida. Yeah, but I mean, who likes Marco Rubio? Who's a Marco Rubio fan at this point? Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean. <laughs> You I mean, John Ossoff first, got got elected as a 33 year old has uh, never held elected office before. So why not? Yeah, I, that uh, that is alarming as well. He's John me Ossoff. He, he's the youngest Ivanka senator has actually shown decent leadership skills, decent statesmanship skills. She's been good in in any kind of press conference that she gives. What job um, does she have, Dakota? She has no job other than to be like a brand ambassador, to be a spokesperson yeah. for I'm uh, not black saying, be- Goya black beans. I'm not saying like <laughs> I'm not saying that side, but I'm I'm saying like as far as what we expect from a political leader. Yeah, but if she behaves saying, like that, she's not. That well, she's not. And, and what we expect from a political leader, I would say the gold standard would be Barack Obama, as far as like the way that he is able to talk the way he's able to convey things in a clear manner, his uh, statesmanship ability. He was all great. Disagree with his policy all day, all night. But as far as what the American people expect a political person to be like, Barack Obama is probably the gold standard. And I think that Ivanka Trump does a good job of appealing. To I think Ivanka Trump in a specific scenario, like what you laid out, we're running against Rubio. I think she could win. I don't, I don't think that's controversial at all, but it, it goes more to the demographics of Florida, the Trump brand as yeah. sort of that, as, as her as the heir apparent, because Don this Jr. This massive group of carpetbaggers moving to Florida. Exactly. These New Yorkers that moved down to Florida, tale as old as time. But like you've got Don Jr. and Eric who are just two turds in the Trump and the Trump uh, punch bowl. Who just suck. They, these people have no appeal, but then you have Ivanka. The, the well is dry. Brand. Let me check in on. on She's on. clearly Trump's favorite child. Like very clearly. Yes. And she, he's, she's like the chosen one to like take on that. I'm holding out for Baron. We'll and see if Baron has any life. Baron, Baron is going to be like a Twitch stream gamer. Uh, he's going to make, he's going to get all these like old people watching like Twitch streams of like Counter Strike and, and he's, just. He's going to be the Ron Reagan of the group and turn into a liberal commentator on MSNBC. <laughs> he's going to he's going to read uh Karl Marx's uh Capital while he's live streaming Fortnite. I want to read you a comment um on YouTube that I saw today from a person in Florida. That's actually the now that I've left Facebook, the YouTube comment section is the only place I get my news. I love so thank the YouTube you. YouTube comment sections. They're the best. This is from uh a gentleman named Big Tootie. Yes. And <laughs> love him. It's this is a song about um, American coal miners and the, their way of life dying, fading away, which kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. It says, while I'm not a coal miner, this song resonates with me. My family has resided in a rural part of Florida for as long as there are records. My family has been here since the late 1700s. Florida was once our mountain and now the northern retirees have taken it away from us and made it a mock Hawaii. Florida once had a vibrant Southern culture, but the Yankees brought their amphetamines with them and ruined a long-standing tradition of Southern people and are well, proud of their Scott-Irish heritage, bleeding red, white, and blue, and now it is a big tourist trap. There's no more patriotism for in Florida. All there is is elderly Yankees and disrespectful young people. I'm writing this as a drunk 21-year-old man. Forgive me for my grammatical errors and my somber tone. 
undoubtedly florida would never have any illicit drugs if it weren't for the damn yankees that coming down there to give them all the i read that comment but he was also a drunk 21 year old man the further north you go in florida the further south you get exactly when you go all the way down to miami you're back in new york Palm Beach, Beach, Miami. When you're down in Miami, you're in Havana. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I read that comment and I was like, hmm, I can't find any uh, inaccuracies. My grandparents live in Florida. I don't think they're on amphetamines, though. Yeah. But they are Yankees. All right. Let's talk about uh, Biden and what, what his administration actually has on the docket, what they're trying to trying to accomplish. Big they, thing. They owe us $1,400. They do. And, no, uh, they owe us two thousand. Let's get you that got, straight. Some of them, you Let's got the six hundred. No, no, no. Let's get this. You straight. want six hundred again? We want two thousand on top of the six hundred. See, Biden said, "Have we accidentally get started with the Andrew Yang plan?" No. no are are we getting basic universal basic income here, now? Here's what was promised. By I, I swear, you can look up Warnock ads in Georgia. You can look up Ossoff ads. They they say vote for us, you will get two thousand yeah. dollars again. And they didn't say. Oh, well, really that 600 that Trump gave you, we mean, we mean 14 and that equals to, it's sort of like, <laughs> I saw a really good, good one about, uh, uh, Biden increasing the minimum wage to 775 an hour. He's like, well, 775 plus 725 is 15 an hour. You get 775 <laughs> an hour, Jack. It's like, no, that's not what you promised. Like, yeah, Biden that's, did that's say the epitome of Democrat politics is they yeah. will promise you the moon and then. On a national level, I don't, I can't speak for state or local, but on the national level, he's Mayor York said I'm recycling. He's well, we, <laughs> no comment. But you know, they promised you two thousand dollars. Like, well, I mean, fourteen hundred. I mean, we should get Travis uh, Week back on the show sometime. Speaking of that, it's like Chuck Schumer promising fifty thousand dollars worth of student loan forgiveness, and then, well, Jack, I don't know, ten thousand. Oh man, I I'm ready for that fourteen hundred dollars, or I guess. $2,800 to roll in. Aren't we all running out of stuff to buy? Frivolous things to buy? Listen, I'm building I a pole barn. <laughs> I need all the money I can get from the feds. I think it's very... Give me that money, fed boy. It's very different for people that are in places like New York and Los Angeles. These things people need. Like, need, need. But and I think Sony, people here are hurting, too. Sony, unbelievable time for them to release their new PlayStation. Yeah. You can't find one. They're they're if you find one at the at the store they sell they sell for two hundred dollars <laughs> above ask above above retail they're all $600. because everybody's got six hundred dollars in their pocket scalpers well it's kind of like okay I got six hundred dollars my rent's two thousand so uh, I'm just gonna buy the PlayStation screw you know yeah it's just that sort of thing where it's just well the government says you can't get thrown out anyway there's an eviction moratorium well that I Which, wouldn't rely on that locally. <laughs> So I want to go. It doesn't apply necessarily. And there, so on this on this topic, real quick, just a tiny little fact we'll introduce. There were rumors. Uh, we'll say facts and rumors. There were rumors that the uh, the Democrats in the Congress were thinking maybe the fourteen hundred dollar or two thousand dollar, as Sean insists, uh, may get pushed promised. until March. So they may not even get around to it for another six or seven weeks. Yeah, they got to impeach Trump. They got to remove him from office that he's not been removed from. That's the that's the important order of the day. That's the business of the day. We got to get the. We got to get the Cheeto out and disgraced and convicted. Don't you feel like that's important? I figured you'd be on the you can never come back here again train. I don't think he's. I, back I think anyway. as far as priorities go for Congress, that should be a little bit further down the list. Can you? I mean, I if think, you get if you get an impeachment trial, can you go? 
Yeah, we're going to set that over here, and we're going to get back to that in, in March. The only reason, the only reason, well, it's up to Mitch. Mc, well, it's not really up to Mitch McConnell Schumer now because he's not the he's yeah he's not the majority leader now. But uh, the only reason I'd want this to rush be rush. Well, we got to do this now over all these other priorities that we have as a country is if Rudy Giuliani would represent him in the trial. Because <laughs> if Rudy would represent him and he's got to do it now. Sean, in, everybody said no. At this point, your phone may ring. I know you say you're really busy. I'm available. Will you go? Are uh, you oh, absolutely. the most ridiculous court case in the history as of the world? As soon as that retainer check clears, <laughs> you're in. I'm on the plane. You're in. Let's go, baby. Is that an open offer for any of these uh, any of these defendants from the insurrection? That's an open offer to Donald John Trump. Send me send me a nice retainer check. Fly me out. Now I'll give you the best representation. Now Trump said two million dollars buys you a pardon. Theoretically, two million bucks might be a good retainer. That's a good I'd start. Settle, I'd settle for that. Yeah, I, I could do that. Yeah, uh, I could handle that. And Sean. Won't be a public embarrassment by having just for men drip down the side of his face. <laughs> no, no. Or sticking my hands down my pants during a Borat movie. <laughs> Won't do that. I promise. Listen, he's, he's just, just talking about like a guarantee. <laughs> I, I will not stick my hand down my pants during a Borat movie. You have people for that when you have $2 million. Yeah, you got people watching out for you. You got some think, homies. I legitimately think that he was just tucking his pants in. Well, oh, my gosh. Out. I watched that movie. He was not You're tucking so his pants. I gumble. just finished no. watching it. And I feel like it was definitely edited. That was the weirdest tuck in I've ever seen. Though. They had a microphone hooked up. All right. He's an old man. He's old. Student loan His debt. knees are bad. This is, Sean's, this is where Sean and Bernie intersect <laughs> and they become one. Student loan debt. Liberty St- Defender. Student loan are debt. They, are they actually going to do anything? Am I going to be pissed off that we got out of student loan debt last year? So, and what if you're so, gonna are they going to make it retroactive? What you're going to see right for the short term is going to be that zero interest until October. After that, it's anybody's guess because Biden has already, here's another thing that Democrats do that politically drives me crazy as somebody that watches this stuff is that he's already bid against himself. He's already said Chuck Schumer came out $50,000 and I'm like, hot damn, that sounds pretty good. And then I was like, Oh, I mean, $10,000. It's like, where do you, first of all, this is not based on anything. It's this arbitrary not, as hell. It's all completely arbitrary. There's no facts or data behind any of this. It's just. Uh, it ten, doesn't say this is the average amount of student loan debt somebody has. It doesn't no. say this is how long it takes somebody no. to pay it off. And this is how far back you get set. The only thing I can come up with is in somehow in Biden's mind, this is the calculus. This is what I can get Joe Manchin to vote for as if because Joe Manchin now He's is going to be the, the president of the, of the United States, essentially, because he controls the Senate. Because really, he's a Republican, he's a Democrat, he's Repu- whatever. But, but how is that fair to Dakota, who went into the trades and said, I'm not going to college, I'm going to make my living with my hands. And he's probably not going to make it to 57 because he's going to, you know, he's going to get black lung disease. Well, he's going he's he's to bodybuild himself to death. That's Asbestos. the problem. He's going to be 0% body fat. You can't live like that. <laughs> Check the Patreon yeah. if you want to know why. <laughs> Dakota took a shirt off. It's worth the clicks. Yeah. It takes 2% And he had to Google fat. a guy. Your vitamins live in your body fat. You can't have none. <laughs> Super male vitality. Ronnie pills. Coleman had a DEXA scan done and it said he was at 0.33%. And that's impossible. Okay. Here, here's why this is a good idea. Uh, not the body fat thing. $1.6 trillion student loan debt. There are studies that show that if you eliminate that, 
you're looking at maybe 80 billion, a hundred billion dollar boon to the economy in perpetuity, meaning going on for this generation. And if you lift that boot off of the neck of this generation, they're going to be able to buy all these boomers houses. They're going to, these boomers living on golf courses. I'm sorry. None of these millennials or zoomers are going to be able to buy your house anyway. So you're going to be stuck with it. Yeah. And that we don't want your McMansion. Anyway. And, and then all these other issues with the economy, because all our economy is entirely based on consumer consumption. Right. It's all based on, I I've got the, the latest uh, Apple watch. I've got the PlayStation. I've got whatever. We don't have the money for that when it's being either, when it has to be put into student loans um, that are not forgivable in bankruptcy. And the idea that the government charges just exorbitant interest rates and is not just, this isn't like a 0% interest loan. This is for your education. This is like, we're making, we're supposed eight, to make money off eight, of it. 10, 12%. Meanwhile, they're in a $1.6 trillion deficit because student loan debt that isn't being paid back. It won't be paid back. Trust me. So yeah. it's the question is, do you cut your losses at this point for the sake of the economy, for sake of getting the economy? Going? Yeah. But okay. It, say you do that today. Yeah. How do you not end up in the same place you are with, with, quote unquote illegal aliens where you had amnesty in the eighties and then you have 20 million more people that came in after the fact. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not going to make college free after this, people right. are still going to go borrow money. You're still going to, and you're, you're going to reset it for people right now. But then what are you going to do? 20 years from now, you can do it again. How does, where does the second part of that policy go? I think you would have to go to something more along the lines of what Bernie would offer, which is free college for everybody. Community college, work. I could agree with. Mm. Community college is damn cheap anyway. What? Right. Yeah. You're going to tell exactly. the university what they're going to charge. You're going to tell Butler University what they're going to charge because they're two do- totally different price points right now. I say if we had, if we had, um, on a state by state basis, some kind of encouragement from the federal government for the state to offer community college, mm. then. In 20 years, whenever we're in this situation again, we say, well, you had the option. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to take out all these loans. Yeah. I'll this make, is- I'll make this grand bargain with you. If you do one thing, Sean, we we'll, we do this. We say, wipe it clean. Federal government is no longer collecting money on any of these student loans. Mm-hmm. Federal government is also never making another student loan again. Mm-hmm. Out of the business. Yeah. We're done. Well, there are no more from, government student agree loans. With that too. You if we do a, that, then uh, now it's a market and right. we're not inflating the price of college because now they've got to compete. And that would be a possibility money. too, because the market is going to be able to offer competitive interest rates are very low right now. Mm-hmm. And you could offer a much and you can more bankrupt competitive a and you loan. can bankrupt it if you need to. Basically yeah. the, the federal takeover student loan, the student loan industry is a huge part of the problem, and that's a, a possible solution. The other solution would be to go the full-on Bernie Sanders route, which is to make sure that college is free for everybody, whatever that means. Now, a one-half like. of 1% tax on all trades happening on the stock market, and that goes towards paying for college for all. K-16 through 16 is what he calls it. So that those are your options. Zach, but, where are you at? Oh man, it'd be, it, yeah, free, the free college for all thing. Yeah, I think it turns community college seems like a good option. Um, maybe yeah, if the government got out of it, then the private loan people might also be a little bit more 
like, oh, you're going to get a philosophy degree from Notre Dame. What are you going to do with that? And they might ask, they might look at it and say, what are our chances of this person defaulting on this? Mm-hmm. And maybe you wouldn't get so many. Sean Brown has a philosophy degree. Not from Notre Dame, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but like, <laughs> Taylor University. But they, yeah, they might ask you, like, what are you going to do with this? And it's like, so I'm going to law school. I'm like, okay, then that might, that's a worthwhile investment. How many, uh, yeah, how many, lawyers, you know. how many yeah. biblical philosophy classes did you have to take at None. Taylor University? The theological classes? Uh, no, we, we did, um, like metaphysics, epistemology, all those kind of things. There was not really, I took a metaphysics. I, class. I took like biblical literature. I've taken things like that. Yeah. Um, metaphysics, but, metaphysics classes are highly underrated. They're interesting. Very, Mine was, I guess, very hardcore at, Ivy Tech. at a certain level. One, one last big ticket item that the president, he's now the president, president Biden, president Joe Vibin has included <laughs> in his I'm economic recovery <laughs> his economic recovery coronavirus task force bill 2000 he wants $15 an hour minimum wage however and, and, that and, won't take into effect until like 2027 but he wants like it that, in this right? bill because it's the christmas tree we must pass it so we're going to put it on but am i right on that where he he said it won't take yeah, effect yeah. until like 2027 or something it's i thought like it was 5 years in the framework so whatever yeah sure. 2026 2027 so it's like Okay, first of all, you may not be president anymore. So again, it goes back to that thing we talked about. About you know, if they actually put it in the law, then it probably it, there's a good chance it would stick. Well, he can't. I don't think that's what he's talking about now. But yes, if they if they went through Congress right. through those channels, which they do have the the most interesting thing about this is that are they going to learn from the first Obama administration or the first Obama term in that period of time where he had control of both chambers, both chambers the executive they had they had a mandate of what was what was to be done this is where you got obamacare and they really i think they from just from a political analysis standpoint i think they squandered it i think they could have done more and they just settle 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 and it's because they're like well we can't get republicans on board with it it's like well you have the votes and that's what bernie talks about where he's talking about rec- uh, the reconciliation, reconciliation where he can just they can just cram it in. They can like, make anything a budgetary item and use the arcane reconciliation to force force past which a Republicans have done in the past. Yeah, it's not it's not just unique to that, and it's not necessarily dirty pool. These are the arcane rules of the Senate. Yeah, the Senate, the best and absolutely worst institution we have in our country. So, fifteen dollar minimum wage is that going to happen, Dakota? Do you think there's any chance that the Democrats yes. actually make that come through? I think it'll happen eventually. I think, I think it will too. I think that there will be probably some kind of compromise that happens. And I think it'll, it will, it'll but probably it, go up to at least ten. It needs prediction. to happen like in the next two years because I think Democrats are going to get wiped regardless in two years in the midterms. Yeah, um, because things, they, you lose votes. The incumbent loses votes, and they only have about a six-vote majority in right. the House right now. So. They were supposed to really, and it's a miracle that they have two seats in the Georgia in the Senate right now from Georgia. Yes, but they were supposed to really clean up this time around, and they really didn't. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the midterm. But I think these two years are so critical for whatever Biden's legacy is going to be as president that he they got to get more the than that. The, the next metal. six months, this first hundred days, yeah. this first six yeah. months is this is the moment. Yeah, heading into this, so. 
And then after that, you got to keep fundraising for the next time. But although, like what you said, I mean, he's 78 now. I don't know that he's he's beholden to that type of political cycle as other people would. I truly think he's doing, got a chance to do some Lyndon Johnson type stuff to be as effective right. as Lyndon Johnson was. I agree. Where he just said, "The hell with it." We're he's he's the third term of Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. The stuff that Kennedy couldn't get in, that mm-hmm. that Obama couldn't get in. This is his chance to say, "We're going to do this, 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 and this." And it very well, you may have this massive liberal agenda come through. No, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I think he has the opportunity to do it. And if he keeps feeding people fourteen hundred or two thousand dollar checks along the way. People are going to be pretty happy. Well, I think he only has so much of a tolerance for that. I think that he's not going to be doing this willy-nilly just to do it. I think he wanted to go with this bigger, bolder $2,000 check. Keep in mind, Trump wanted the same thing. Trump wanted the $2,000 check. He's like, get the check to the people. We got to get the checks to the people. And then they never got the checks to the people. It was very sad. It was a very terrible thing. But... It's the same agenda. Like it's the same. Trump had the same agenda on that check issue as Biden does. His problem was with Republicans in the Senate. But when Biden's going to do it, it's going to be $15 an hour. A good idea though, Sean, a federal minimum wage of 15 bucks an hour. Yes, really is. You you truly, I I will take, I will take the, I will take the devil's advocate position. Because I think Dakota sold out too. He's, he doesn't care. He's liberal hippie boy now. (laughs) No, it's not that. I just think that I, I really. I mean, I don't if you think look it's a at bad thing, if you look at where wages are, with I think productivity over the course of the past, whatever. I, I say, and, why and, the hell are we? Once again, it's it's the same as as the student loan conversation. Mm, why are we involved in this, deciding what the price of anything is in a market? Right. The private sector right now says that if you're going to work in this community, yeah. And you want you're going to get paid eleven, twelve, thirteen dollars an hour at the very because low end. Corporations will always do whatever they can to take advantage they, of their people. They need employees. They need labor. Company. The company I work for is desperate for workers. That across the board, people are trying to hire. How much does your, the CEO of your company make? No idea. Don't care. Hmm. I don't care. Well, take it. Think about think about Jeff Bezos and how much money he makes per second. Doesn't that's matter. two thousand something per second, and that's then what, that's where they're I th- fighting I, for fifteen dollars an that, hour. I think that you, uh, I, with the, is in regards to the minimum wage, I think that it needs to be a thought out process. I don't think that it can be a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. I think that it has to be like how much. Oh, you're Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. you're Amazon, then. Uh, or your Walmart, then why do you still have employees on comp- on yeah. government assistance? Yeah. So that so that is the conversation in the inverse side to argue and to explore is if if you're going to do this fifteen dollar minimum wage, then are we going to end certain s- social services programs that are for the lowest income? I don't think right? you can. Or is it a sliding scale? I, I think it'd be more towards the sliding scale because that's what Democrats love. They love mean te- means tested. Uh, programs and or, I think Biden is still on board with those types of things where it's like you know unless you are like dirt poor poor you're not going to be eligible for certain Medicaid programs or whatever section eight um, so I don't think that part's going away I think the question is now how do we catch up from from the way real wages being equal to what people were making back in the 50s for what their money could go for so you've got productivity, 
going up. You've got cost of living going up and wages stagnant for like 40 years. So it's, it may be an overcorrection of where we should be, but But at the same time, there there was a meme that I shared today from, it was a Simpsons meme, but I think the libertarian party of Clark County, Indiana had it. And it was, Hey, I need a job. Can I get a job working in your bar, wiping down tables? Mm. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll pay you dollars an hour. Little kids out comes up with a gun and says, you can't pay him that. I, you have to pay him 15. Mm. Cause well, I can't hire you anymore. I can't do yeah. it. I, I can hire a bartender for that. I'm not going to hire a guy just to clean up. Yeah. That, and that's why I made the argument of and why nobody's it needs to be thought out and not a blanket statement. Mm. That that's kind of where, but on the other I hand, I mean, if you're getting paid, uh, you know, $16 an hour, and you feel like that's not enough for your skill set. It gives you more bargaining power in the in the market in a way because you can say, "Well, screw you! I'm going to go work at McDonald's for fifteen dollars an hour if you're not going to give me this raise." I also think McDonald's still employs the same number yeah, of people. They will. No, I don't think so. I think that if we have a fifteen dollars minimum wage, then that's going to encourage the uh, the more fast paced implementation of like kiosk desks. The guy, You're going to see the doing away of cashiers and, and those types of folks. Do you think all these boomers that voted for Trump are going to go to McDonald's and order it from a robot? Like I, th- I don't think even, that they'll have a choice. They can't even download a PDF. Like that's not, that's not going to work. I don't I think, think they'll the have a choice. Working, they're going to go to McDonald's, and they're going to get super pissed off because they're going to have to order from this kiosk, and there's going to be a manager there, and he's going to have to walk them through it. And he's also a robot, and everybody's a robot yeah. at this point. That's always the fear of it's, the future. It's, it's is not that the robot one as robots. much as it is the, hey, you know that neighborhood CBD, CBD, CBD store that just popped up? Or the vape shop that popped up? Or that small business that has an absolute tiny little niche? Yeah. The local radio shack in, in Rushville that magically still exists? <laughs> Those places aren't going to be able to have staff at fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, it's it, you. You've got a, a staff member know. that might be making it's a eight or ten or twelve. Maybe, but those stores are going to disappear if you all of a sudden you tell me that hey, my labor cost is going to practically double. Yeah, maybe what you do is do away totally with the federal minimum wage standard, leave it up to the states, but then also implement a national UBI system. Well, I think I think fifteen dollars an hour in Newcastle goes. Uh, considerably farther than $15 an hour in New York city. Sure. I think who's working for minimum wage in New York city. A lot of people. You think they're truly working for a lot of people. No, I think that our friend, uh, Steve Horowitz, who's distinguished professor of economics at ball state university shared a study of just how little people in metropolitan areas actually work for minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, it was in single digit percentiles. Okay. Uh, it, it was if you're, still, if you're working for that uh, it, that's a starter wage you're, it's where you're gaining your skills if you're not if you're in that for a long period mm-hmm. of time it's it's got to be by choice or it's a special situation but but uh, everything is consumer based though because you're every everybody's trying to sell right. somebody a piece of tupperware or a cell phone or whatever and we have so we absolutely those, those yeah. jobs will always be here because we're always wanting to consume that's what we do as americans the question is, how do we make it so that I think it's I think it's uncontroverted that wages have stagnated, price cost of living has went up, uh, productivity has went up, but somehow the workers aren't getting paid at the same level at the rate of inflation as you would if you were in the right. 1950s, which is when everybody's saying, "Oh, this is the golden age of America." And this right. is the this is the lifestyle that Americans should enjoy, or maybe doing things that encourage the membership and the growth of unions and uh, 
and bargaining yep. agreements, collective bargaining agreements, maybe doing things like that, like reforming uh, right to work laws across the nation, that doing things like that to where we we have that kind of job security. We have this high paying jobs again. Um, also, like we were talking about earlier with Trump and the trade wars with China, making sure that we can try to get manufacturing back in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, those types of things uh, go a long way. You don't necessarily need to increase the minimum wage to do it. But those are things that can certainly help along the way to get there. And there, there are consumer choices, too, because buying American is more expensive. Tampa Bay is. 2, yeah. Columbus 1. It just is. I told you. It you always will happen. It just always like will the, be. It's like the AOC, the tax the rich sweatshirts yes. that were over $50. Yeah. yeah. Because they were made by union Because workers. they were made by union American And workers. so the question is, do you want to have, do you want to live in a world where you have 20 uh, $5 sweatshirts from Walmart? Or do you want to have one $50 sweatshirt that's made by an American worker? And yes. in yeah. every single time, the American consumer is going to choose the, the cheapest whatever option for a lot of reasons. Because I, they, so, so will the I always try government. not to do that. These because the jeans I have tr- on as a guy that sells stuff to the government, trust me, they're going to choose <laughs> that one too. These are these are barbell apparel jeans, which are made in uh, yeah. Las Vegas. Nevada. Because I got to keep consuming. I got to keep buying the thing. And my, I, I got. I'd rather have twenty of this thing, but it's super cheap, and it makes me feel good my, because my thorough makes good me work good. boot. My thorough good work boots are uh, union made in yeah. America. I I it's I go out of my way stuff. to make sure that I. At least I I'm try telling to buy you, Dakota's turned into liberal too over well. here. All right, yeah. I've had my thorough goods for five years, so you know. <laughs> Dakota and I will support the American worker. Because uh, that's who I am, of, and that's what I care the, for. Instead of the billionaires of the billionaire class. <laughs> Uh, in this country, no, it's not millionaires anymore. Million, billionaires, billionaire. only billionaires are the problems, according to Bernie Sanders. It's because Bernie is a millionaire. Yeah. He's been everywhere today. The memes have been great. In, incoming sto- chairman, Senate Budget Committee. He completely stole the thunder from the president by sitting there, arms crossed, wearing his mittens, and the, he broke the internet. And today. listen, the everything was where's Bernie? What, not where's so, Where's Bernie? Here's another thing about Bernie: the jacket. Yes, the jacket. He's Made had it for years. It's the same jacket he was wearing from in the his, other meme. In his other meme. The other meme. <laughs> also, it is again ma- for your support. <laughs> yeah, it is again made by a company in Vermont. His mittens are made by a Vermont teacher who mm. sells them on Etsy. Amazingly, you don't. Bernie have Sanders to have, does support the. American you don't have movement. to have a million jackets. You just have to have one nice one. That's the whole. One of the whole appeals of Bernie Sanders to people is like he's a normal freaking person in his own life. He drives himself. He, it looks weird. He's funny, like in a weird sort of old Jewish man way. Yeah. That he's relatable because he could be your grandfather or sure. something. Whereas like Donald Trump might as well be a space alien. Like he's like, I really thought he was going to get on the plane and be like, I have to go back to my home planet where he's like, I'll come back and we don't know what kind of form I'll be in, but we'll come back. And it's like, you might as well be a, just a cartoon character. My- Whereas Bernie is like, Got one jacket, very nice. You know, it's just it's just my, one. Uh, the Bernie, it's a one my, jacket of all of the Bernie ones. Going out. My favorite was the uh, Bernie uh, post office at ten. Joe's thing at eleven. Yeah. Two o'clock. <laughs> I'm going to go get the dry cleaning. It was just it just looked. It's perfect. He was there my, to run some errands. My whole tone and my whole opinion on Bernie Sanders changed whenever uh, Joe Rogan interviewed him because he sat down for that three hour conversation. Yeah, and. I was like, oh, wait, he's not really just like, I disagree with him on so many policy decisions on so many, 
But I sat there and it was just like Mike Pence. I disagree with Mike Pence on a lot too. But I listened to Bernie Sanders talk and give his rationale. And I was like, wow, he actually genuinely uh, wants to do his best. Mm-hmm. And he believes in his heart and his soul that these things that he puts forward are what's best. Right. So he has actual convictions. And like I said before, I'll support someone that's not fake in Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Bernie, uh, Bernie got screwed. He did. He, Again, he, he should have won the presidency. And also, instead it was, Bernie instead it was Joe. does not have the balls that Mike Pence does because Bernie Sanders just bowed down to the oh. establishment Democrats again <laughs> and endorsed I don't think he had any Joe choice. Biden. I think every single candidate coalesced around uh, they all, Joe Vibin. They, they, they and were the like, trigger. this is it. This is what we we lost Nevada. We got to go with Joe Vibin. Democrats got in line. All right, Zach, did you uh, did you go to the city council meeting in the old courthouse? No, I didn't. I had a slight cough. I was out of town over the weekend. I didn't get off work till like 6.15, so I watched the live stream because I thought I saw that they had a – I have like – I get notifications if they go live on YouTube, and I was like, oh, they tested the stream. It'll be good. And, yes, they did live stream. The audio was difficult. The audio was classic for the courthouse. <laughs> it was. I'm, I'm going to have to watch it. Like, my kids were up. I was, like, fixing dinner. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to it with, like, really good over-the-ear headphones and try to pull out what was going on. Um, I caught most of Corey Murphy had a pretty, uh, like, kind of the state of what's going on with Corey Murphy, which is all kinds of stuff because he's got EDC stuff and um, the airport. He had quite a bit of going on with the airport and stuff. So I didn't go, but I did watch it. I tried. I tried for like a half second and the I said, audio. this audio is impossible. I can't. Corey's was the best part during the actual meeting, like the meeting meeting. It was awful. It was like, I'm like, I'm glad they set the camera up, but I'm like, they're talking into microphones. I was like, these microphones go somewhere. There's got to be some way to put something near the microphone. That sounds coming out somewhere. Put a microphone there so we can pick Plug it up. a cord in. Yeah, Plug into the something. board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Dickin shared a picture to you and I sent a picture of it, of the live stream happening. And my response to that picture was Mr. Tarantino will see you in his office now <laughs> because, uh, Ed Tarantino commissioner, Ed Tarantino in Henry County, those of you who don't know, has been the one, uh, talking about getting live stream capabilities in the old courthouse where the County council meets and the commissioners meet planning commission meets. Yep. Um, planning, planning commission met by zoom tonight and he keep and Tarantino keeps saying, uh, we're waiting on nine star. We're waiting on nine star to do their part. And I th- maybe I th- they've got the cable that takes the audio. Yeah. And plug it in the radio shack. Nine, in they've got the, nine, yeah. they've got the, uh, the, the aux cord that they need. My yeah, thought you- was that, uh, Aaron Dickin pretty much just ratted him out that it's possible possible possibilities are endless when it comes to technology and plugging cords into things and it's just it's it's a load of bs that they that they don't have live streaming capabilities in the county it's right now they keep saying it it appears to not be a priority i i'm sure that it's not working right now but it also appears to me that they have not made it a priority yeah if you could you just give somebody the task and a little bit of an expense account to get a couple of parts that you need, like, like, and it can be done in a day. Or are we talking about county government? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, I know. Yeah. Uh, last items here. The uh, county commissioners have not appointed the uh, two additional Memorial Park board members. 
So uh, board supposed to have five has three on it. Uh, President Dean, who's been on this program, said we're canceling the January meeting. We don't make decisions with just three. It's not fair to the group. Barely have a quorum. So they didn't do it. Dakota wants to know if that was the right move. I think it was. Can we all agree that the park board meeting that doesn't happen is the best park board meeting? <laughs> I think maybe the other move, the other appropriate move would have been we have the meeting. We hear updates from the different 501c3 organizations that work in conjunction with the park board. At, but we make sure that we don't make any kind of decisions or have any kind of a vote. So they just go through the theater having a meeting, but they can't do anything and it's just a pointless exercise. Well, you hear what happened in the last sounds like a government meeting. Yeah. County government. I mean, the most informative part of city council (laughs) meetings is the around the council when they all do their committee reports. That's usually when you find out what's like, that's the more interesting part of that. Yeah. Of county council meetings. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe have the sit down and let public come and hear an update, but make sure like, uh, we only have three, make a statement at the beginning. We only have three people here. We're not going to be taking a vote on anything. There will be no official discussion or decisions made at this meeting. Yeah. I don't care enough. Whatever. I don't really care that either, but I don't care. I saw a lot of, doesn't, doesn't I saw a lot needle. of hoopla about People are on upset. Facebook, so whatever. I it's yeah. if you oh, expect good things, get, off, get off of Facebook. <laughs> if you expect <laughs> good get things out of to you. watch the show, if you could uh, listen, we're available on the YouTube in a replay, uh, on in and, audio form. We're on the podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. All we're all podcasters. Story. You're everywhere. All right, let's work into final thoughts, Mister Zach. You took a big vacation, didn't invite me, but uh, I hear you left the state. Yeah, I went down to Tennessee for the weekend, left on Friday morning, um, hung out down the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area. Did you you get MLK Day off as a federal yes, employee? So yeah. this is why, you, yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was trying to get a group of uh, high school friends together. and we, we didn't get together normally over the holidays like we normally would. And so I was trying to be nice because I feared most of the people would have my... Uh, my brother does not get it off. He says, he's like, I've never had a job where I got MLK day off. And I was like, oh, well, that's unfortunate, but he burned a day. <laughs> so yeah, we had a fun weekend down there and came back Monday. It was nice. We got a little bit of snow down there. Not quite what we got here. It was perfect down there. Cause it sidewalks in the street stayed clear, stuck to the trees and the leaves for about a day. And then it went away. Are there good deals on Airbnbs in the, uh, in the Smokies? Uh, yeah. I mean, like my personal, yeah, we did, um, just like a cabin rental. We didn't do like an Airbnb, but like there, my experience has been compared to finding one like semi locally. Cause it would be nice for people to have a shorter drive is that there's so many cabin rentals down there that you can get one a lot cheaper. So for, our, we had five families or five couples. There weren't all kids in there, but, uh, it was less than a hundred bucks a night per couple. That's like, not bad. And then we, we were, we're nerds. So we took our own TVs. So we had a dining room table that sat 10, had three, t- three big screen TVs on it, all hooked in Nintendo switches so we could play Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. You made yourselves a land party. Just live, live in the life. Yeah. So and then, live in La Vida Loca. Yeah, the kids love that too. So yeah, it was a good time. Well, very good. Anything else we need to know about? No. All right. Sean, uh, you missed out on the chance to be the county attorney. What the hell? I, I did not throw my hat in the ring for that. I uh, continue to represent the planning commission. Uh, I continue to be a public defender and I continue to have a private practice. So it's keeps me busy. So it seems like enough. I have enough on my plate. Unless Trump calls for the impeachment. Trump calls for the impeachment. Sorry, clients. Uh, I got to go serve my country. Uh, <laughs> we'll call it that. Uh, assuredly, 
20,000 a day that he was paying Giuliani supposedly. I'd go for that, but no, it's been get it up front. Cause I heard yeah. he doesn't want to get pay. it all. <laughs> yo, that's the first rule of private practice. You get it up front. Everybody knows that. So no, it's been uh it's been a good run here. The first part of the year, uh, still no jury trials, uh, according to the Indiana Supreme court. And doesn't that feel swift? Uh, it's fast and speedy to get those pre-trials done. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it is what it is. I is mean, that, are are they gonna... just making the rules so that they plead out and it's one-sided now? Well, it does remove your leverage in some way as, as a defense counsel, because one of the things that you can say is, okay, let's just try it. Let's try the case. And sometimes that can get them to move a little bit, you know, them being the state, but, um, or your client to move a little bit too, as far as expectations or whatever. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, these we're not really equipped to bring in 75 people and cram them all into a room. I mean, it's not the best idea. So, um, but that's, that's what the idea Supreme court said. And what, that's what, what we go if with. jury duty was, yeah, we're going to have trials, but you, it, but to, to do it, you have to agree to be in the jury pool and you get your COVID vaccine. So you get the, in, the instead of jury pay, it's, Hey, you're going to be a juror in three why weeks. Don't just, I would just so stick my need, arm in front of one of them. And yeah. I just, why don't, uh, why don't which they just one of do, you don't uh, believe uh, yeah. in this? I'll take yours. Thank you. Just rapid test. Every time, everybody, every time that the jury meets. I don't know. I don't know that you can really order a rapid test of a, they have those juror. antigen tests. You just, it's like, you just end up quarantining everyone, <laughs> like doing isolation. I, honestly, though, like what the hell? It, it, It'd be you, like you a sequestered jury for every you, jury trial. It'd be like a sequestered yeah. jury for like a level six theft. Well, hey, the, local, like, the local hotels would be happy. They just turn into little. We do have so many options. So many options. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's a reasonable expectation. These people are in the population anyway. They need to get vaccines. Put them at the front of the line. Make sure they get their two their, their If you're in the jury pool, yep. you get your two shots. Let's go. Let's get people yep. out of the jails. Let's get them out of the system. Forget, forget uh, teachers or anybody else. Hey, uh, we need to. We guess need what? To, this is the all best. jurors need to be teachers. Then this <laughs> is go. the best time to get caught with weed in Indiana. You're definitely not going to jail. Yeah. Well, there for a while that would be in. And, and I think. I think the as far as simple possession of marijuana, I think they're trying to do uh, those summons type things. So you get summoned into court as long as you show up, you're not going to have any problems. They're still going to do that regardless, pandemic or not. But uh, don't possess marijuana; it's illegal. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Drugs are bad. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Dakota, what do you got? DukeCannon dot com. That's where you can go buy all your men hygiene products. And use code DDBB or BBDD2020 at checkout. Big. (laughs) (laughs) There's two B's. Big, bold Dakota. Yeah. BBDD2020 at checkout. That gives you 10% off your order. All proceeds go straight to the boss hog costs. Incredible. It's great. It's great. Go into Dakota's pocket. Also, uh, we don't see it. People like Sean and I, we don't get a penny. It helps his bodybuilding career. Yeah, goes towards his bronzer he's going to need when he gets in the Arnold. Goes into his uh, shea butter. Do you want me to look like Ronnie Coleman or not? (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to have to be the one to have to go buy the wheelchair van and pick your ass up, 
drive you up here from Spice. Somebody has to buy me Trimbalone, yeah. and it's not going to be me. Or you don't want to do the apology for blackface. <laughs> What's he uses the bronzer there? Neck down. Neck down. It, was, <laughs> it was bronzer. All right. My prediction, my, my final thought here. We elected a Democrat president. You have a Democrat Senate. You have a Democrat House. Let's legalize cannabis. Let's be done with it. Let's get the, the BS over. In this two years, they need to take care of that so that Governor Holcomb no longer says, well, I can't do anything about it because it's federal. It's legalized. It's, it's not legal federal. I mean, realistically, that if that doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen for the next 30, yeah. 40 years. Yeah. Now's the time. Yeah. Now's the time. Let's go. All right. That's enough of this. Next week, we're going to have a show Thursday night. Mark Brim's flirting with us, but we don't know if he's allowed to come or not. We're going to try. If not, it'll be something else fun. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians Network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.